Hi, this is Netta. So you're a homeschool mom now. Hmm, this Corona thing has pushed many of us into being homeschool moms with the states closing the schools, etc. It's really changed things. As my friend Noelle says on her podcast called Friending, and she really is my friend, by the way, I've known her for like 20 years. She says the Corona cray cray. <laughs> That's really, I guess, how it feels. It's pushed us all into a state that we did not think we would be in. And I've seen quite a bit on social media, people going, wait, I'm not a homeschool mom. I didn't sign up for this. I've not, I, I can't do this. I never thought I could do this. And you know, I totally relate. I actually used to say that many, many times. And even though I had grown up being babysitting kids and being a nanny and being in kids ministry and then having my own kids, I was always like, oh, I could never be a homeschool mom. And uh, let me tell you my story. Back in 2004, God called our family to start a church in inner city Detroit. My husband, Chili, and I had three daughters at the time. Um, the more we prayed about going to Detroit, the more we knew that public schools were not an option and private schools were also not an option because we were going to be home missionaries. So we just kept praying about it. God, what do you want us to do? And several weeks passed uh, before we were to move to Detroit. And one night, Chili just goes out of the blue, honey, I believe I know what God wants us to do. He wants us to homeschool. And I was like, I know. And I was just thinking, I'm going to die. I can't do this. I mean, and this was the hardcore homeschooling, the kind where you have to figure out the state regulations and research and order your curriculum and then figure out how on earth am I going to carry this out and make sure my kids learn what they're supposed to. So early that summer, um, as soon as we moved to Detroit, I spent three days with my mom's cousin's family and his wife, my mom's cousin's wife, well, let's see, what does that make her? I don't know. It just makes her my cousin, Becky. Um, she literally spent three days just pouring into me. I listened. I learned. I filled a spiral notebook full of notes. I followed her around the house. I so enjoyed her two grown daughters who had been homeschooled all the way through. I soaked in her joy, her confidence, her love for God and her family. And thankfully, she rubbed off on me. Um... I'm also pretty sure she must have prayed for me an awful lot during those few months that followed, as I know my mom and my in-laws did. Um, so here I was, the lady that said, oh, I could never homeschool my kids, was about to homeschool her kids. How is this even happening? So a couple weeks after, finish, or after visiting my cousin Becky and her amazing family, I found out we were having baby number four, and I was put on bed rest. Well part-time bed rest, which what on earth is that? Well, I was wondering the same thing. And it means you have to be in bed all except for like four hours a day. You can be up doing just minor things. Okay. So now I have to figure out how to do this homeschool thing in four hours a day with a seventh grader, a third grader, and a very wiggly, curious four-year-old Zoe. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, help me. But he did. Uh, he did exactly that. He helped me. A couple months later, uh, the girls and I were at a park. We were the only ones there. And all the girls were enjoying the playground. And I was watching my oldest daughter help her sisters. Um, we did a science lesson. And then we were going to go home and do an art lesson based on what we had learned in science. 
I remember having this very clear, overwhelming feeling hit me as I sat there on the park bench. And I remember saying, girls, this is so amazing. We are so blessed and lucky. We get to be outside, get to breathe fresh air, look at nature. We get to laugh and talk and learn together. And this is school. Wow, thank you, Jesus. And my love of homeschooling began. Friends, when we embrace what God is calling us to do, it will become the desires of our hearts. Most time people think it's the opposite. We have this desire and then it's God's job to fulfill it. But I have found that most times in my life, God calls me to something. Quite honestly, I'm sometimes kicking and screaming. But when I finally say yes and embrace it, it becomes the joy and the desire of my heart. So you see, God knew all of those things were gonna happen just like he knew that you were suddenly going to be teaching your children at home. God gifted me with my kids just like he's gifted you with yours. God gave me the insight and understanding and creativity that my kids needed. And he's going to give you the insight, understanding and creativity that your kids need. Remember, God's not surprised. He's not thrown off. He's not completely unprepared that, oh my goodness, now you're at home with your kids. What do we do? He's totally prepared. And friend, if you've given your life to Jesus, then this same wonderful, prepared, all-knowing God lives in you. You have all you need. Literally, my life verse, the older I get, the more this verse means to me, from 2 Peter 1, verse 3, says, God has given us all we need for life and godliness. Other versions say to live a godly life. This literally applies to everything. 2 Peter 1, 3. You're going to want to look that up a few times in the next few weeks, I bet. So you heard my story. And after that, we, we ended up having a total of five kids. And I homeschooled for, was it 14 years? Some combination of those five kids. Um, here's a few practical things that I would just love for you to ponder as you step into this rewarding challenge. Just a few things I've gathered over the years. First of all, rephrase your self-talk. We need to stop saying, I'm not a homeschool kind of mom, because actually you are. God's put you in this and he'll equip you. So when you catch yourself starting to say that, you might need to throw an ending on it. I'm not a homeschool mom until now, <laughs> but now I am. The second thing, stay connected with Jesus. Really, that's the most important thing of all, but Read the Bible, talk to God, have FaceTime with God. Our pastor's been calling it that, FaceTime God. Even if you grab one verse a day and you think about it all day, put it on the screen of your phone, tape it to the refrigerator, put it inside a cupboard, put it on this stack of books. What are you saying to me today, God? And I'm gonna have more ideas for God's word and spending time in his word on upcoming podcasts. Number three, you do you. <laughs> I normally kind of hate that phrase, but here's what I mean by that. You're going to hear a lot of advice about how to homeschool your kids. You'll hear things like, have a set schedule. Make sure they get up, put clothes on, or school uniforms. Set up an area in your school just devoted for schooling. 
keep that strict schedule, blah, 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 blah. You know, honestly, it probably works really well for that person that's telling you that bit of advice. That's cool. Doesn't mean that's what your family needs. You know your family best. When does your son think most clearly? When does your daughter thrive? If they're little, it might be a certain time of day. If they're teenagers, let's be real, they do way better getting stuff done in the afternoon than they do early in the morning. For little kids, they might do little chunks of time. A little here, then take a break. A little there, then take a break. But you know your kids. Think about it. Just think about what works and implement that. Don't go by someone else's schedule. The fourth thing is there is no wrong way to accomplish the tasks that the teachers are assigning you. Praise God, we don't have to figure out what those tasks are. We just have to carry them out. Special thanks to teachers for adapting and assisting us. Just figure out what is going to work best for your kid. And you know what? There's trial and error. And it might be different today and than it was yesterday or tomorrow. That's okay. Fifth, ask for help. It's okay. Friends, teachers, family, <laughs> zillions of homeschool ideas out there. There's all sorts of ways to help our kids. There's not a wrong way or a right way. And you can do this in your personality, but it's okay to ask for help. The sixth thing is laugh and dance and crack up and be silly. <laughs> My kids, you know, they're, they're grown. I, I have a middle schooler and a high schooler and then, and then the three girls are grown and they all still laugh and roll their eyes at me when I'm silly or I'm repeating some phrase over and over because they need to remember it for a quiz. But honestly, <laughs> I think they'd much rather have a silly, goofy mom that makes them roll their eyes than a, a grouchy mom or a stressed out mom. So let's be silly. Let's laugh at ourselves and just enjoy this time with our kids. And lastly, take one moment at a time. Okay, you don't have strength for tomorrow. So don't go, oh my gosh, I made it through today, but I can't do this for the next two months. Well, duh, you don't have the strength today for the next two months. You only have the strength today for today. That's why God tells us, Jesus said in Matthew, don't worry about tomorrow. It'll take care of itself. You'll have the strength tomorrow for tomorrow's tasks. One moment at a time. You're only responsible for obeying God one moment at a time. So don't freak out about tomorrow. My friend, God has called you to do this. <laughs> you are the most equipped person to help your kids right now because he put those kids in your life for this season. I'm going to pray for you. Jesus, please help my friends, first of all, to know you. If they are not in a relationship with you, I pray that they would give their lives to you, Lord. If they do know you, I pray that they would take very seriously that walk with you more than ever before to be in the word of God and to talk to you. Then I pray, God, they would begin recognizing those ideas you put in their head. That little voice you say in Isaiah that's behind us saying, walk this way. 
do this, do that, try this, try that. Please help us to hear your voice when you pop those ideas into our head. I pray you would encourage them. Help them to hear what you are saying and not all the other blah, blah, blah around us because you are giving us, you are giving them everything they need to live a godly life. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. And that is just a little piece of my heart.